Welcome to the Mum Mind podcast, or how to stop your mother falling out of your mouth. This week's episode is brought to you by SurePlan Financial. SurePlan Financial advise business owners and employees on all aspects of their financial planning, from protecting your income to helping you with savings and investment goals such as saving for your children's education or achieving your dream retirement. Plus, and they haven't told me to say this, but it is run by women, which personally I find a lot less intimidating than men in suits. Just saying. For more information or to book a free initial consultation, visit shoreplan.ie. Shoreplan Financial Limited, trading as Shoreplan Financial, is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Always wanted to say that. Hello, I'm Bethan O'Riordan. I'm a mum of three. I'm a psychotherapist and I run the CAM Parenting Club, which is my online parenting community for your parenting niggles, the day-to-day stuff and the really big mental health stuff with kids and adults as well. So each week, Steph and I will be answering one of your parenting questions and sharing our almost 40 years experience working with children and families, just helping to make life be a little bit easier because there's so much information out there on social media. There's actually too much. So we simplify parenting and share what you need to know. I'm Steph McSherry. I'm a mum of two. I'm the creator of Kinderama, which is a multi-activity programme for younger kids. and I've been working with the under sixes for 20 years. Uh, We do ask a tiny favour, whatever app you're listening to this on, would you please follow and subscribe, subscribe, because that uh, makes it much easier for the powers that be to see see that you're listening to us and that means we can make more amazing free content for you guys. Absolutely. So this week we're answering a question that we have sort of tried to cover in the last, I don't know how many episodes, and something that I get asked, and I know you do as well, Steph, we get asked a lot about. So how do I say no and be consistent with no? I mean, Mm. it's a huge one, isn't it? Yeah. And I think, I think we find it more and more difficult. I think... Um, I think I deal with a lot more preschoolers that have probably never heard the word no or have never been told that's enough, we can't do any more, there's, you know, that's not happening. And they get really upset and it's because they've just not heard that word before or, you know, maybe they've heard it once and that was it. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm, I'm sort of thinking back to say our parents' day you know, I mean, maybe people or even our day, right? You just got scalped with a spoon and you really learned that no was no. And we're not advocating that as your parenting takeaway for today. No. But I, I think now you see we're trying to navigate no in an emotional context, which is really different. Like, so my mom, I won't say when she was born, she won't like that. But when she was learning piano, I always remember the story that her teacher kept a stick on the piano. And she would hit her fingers with it if she did the wrong keys, right? So yeah. that's only like that that that's that generation ago. So we're trying to learn no and teach our kids no in this whole new era of like, well, if I can't hit no into you, no is really exhausting because it's the relentlessness of it. Yes, because you have to say no a lot, especially in the toddler years. Yeah. But I always think it's worth remembering if you can't get used to saying no to your child when they're a toddler, you're not going to stand a chance when they're a teenager and they're saying, I want to do this. And, you know, it's something that you kind of go, no, you ab- that's not right for you yet. It's not right for you now. It's never going to be right for you, whatever it may be. I think then how on earth do you say no then? 
Yeah. And I mean, uh, like I get calls all the time from parents of teenagers saying, will you work with my teenager? Will you work with my teenager? I've only got so much capacity to work with teenagers because when you work with a teenager, you're really working with the family. Yeah. You know, however many people are in that family, you're working with every single one of them. And most of the, well, all of the time, children are looking for us to make their world safe. And that is not giving them what they want all the time. It's as simple as that. And I think that's where the message kind of gets confused because I think this kind of, and I'm doing my little quote marks here, gentle parenting. So I, I think I think we get confused between, you know, I'm not going to hit my child versus gentle parent, parenting where I'm never going to say no to my child. That That's different. That's really different. There's such a vast spectrum there. You know, yeah. it, it's important that we can say no to our kids and do it consistently and safely, isn't it? Yeah. And and I mean, within that, like, so oh, maybe, you know, by now, like I hate all these jazzy words for yeah. stuff. You know, I hate gentle parenting, mindful parenting. Mm. The only one that I think, yeah, that has a bit of kudos to it is respectful parenting. Okay. Because that that's what I mean. But this is like a personal thing. Yeah. yeah. Right. Is. um that's what we're trying to do isn't it is have respectful relationships with children but we have to they have to start with the understanding that the parent is the gentle leader you know the parent yeah. is the one who leads the family respectfully through the ups and downs of life and that a huge part of that is saying no and i might be putting you on the spot here but it, Ooh, is this go for is it. it is this part of like do as a parent are you teaching your children boundaries so that they can then see what a boundary is for themselves uh, i guess so I, I i think you see i think of everything as being safe okay you know like we want children to learn a sense of inner safeness right and there's so much that goes on out there in the world with screens technology phones i'm thinking of like the slightly older kids but maybe not maybe the younger kids as well and down to the toddler years as well children are always looking for us to make their world safe and we teach children how to respect themselves when we are able to put to show them what that means you know so what does that mean in the context of you know i'm picturing a toddler they've been given a treat mm. i'd like another treat i want another treat can i have another treat yeah you know where does the safety bit come in that because because it's our job to keep them from eating eight million sweets yeah and to <laughs> in a nutshell yes but also just um so i'm imagining that no doesn't go down very well mm. you know um and this is where the kind of parents can get worn down with it mm. and just give in and you see that teaches children unsafeness because it says, well, if I keep pushing and pushing and pushing, I can get what I want. Right. But so, yeah. I don't understand how that equates to being unsafe. Sorry if I'm being stupid. Well, no, that's OK. Uh, well, I'll talk about you later on, Steph. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, come back to me in a while. <laughs> but I, I, it... Yeah, no, I know. I know what you mean. So children need to learn the edges of life. Right. And if we don't teach them the edges of life, that is unsafe for them because they don't know what is yes and they don't know what is no. And they don't know, um, they don't have like that inbuilt compute. Like everything we teach a child builds up their awareness of the world, 
right? And it does that through building of experiences through the brain, the brain development and joining the dots of experiences. And it's almost like a coding system inside that we fall back to, like our inner parenting default mode, Yeah. right? So we need to teach children the edges of life. Otherwise, the world becomes unsafe. And in that example of the sweets, they just want more and more and more and more. And that has no edge. That just goes on indefinitely. Yeah, because what's the alternative? You just keep feeding them sweets all day and then they get up and ask for sweets and you just give them more sweet. Like it doesn't work like that, does it? And I'm the other one that all, takes me back to toddler years is bedtime. Oh. Bed, bedtime can be, I think, if you don't, if you don't have that boundary of a firm bedtime with a real young toddler, I think that can get pushed. And I've seen it happen to families where they kind of dissolve into this, oh, I give up, you know, yeah. fine, you're down here for now, or you're having another glass of milk or, and then bedtime's like half past nine, but that child still needs to be up early in the morning for crash. You know, it, it's not being very fair to the little one. Yeah, it, it's funny. So someone um, asked, some, someone said to me once, you know, having a few problems with my child, they're very egotistical. Ooh. And um, that got me thinking about loads of different things. But you see, the a, child, a, a child's main goal in life is to be wake up and think, how can I have the best day possible? Yeah, I was going to say that it's not a word I'd use, but surely they're egocentric because they... They're not, yeah. they don't have the capacity to think of anyone else. Yeah, they're the ultimate in mindful, right? Yeah. You know, they're, they are They are in the moment every moment. Morning, mum, would you like a cup of tea? It's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then you see, I always think when parents go down the road of using words like egotistical, it shows how angry they are towards their child, which yeah. is just, that's, that's your work to do as the parent. It's not yeah. a good or bad. It's like, great. Now you know what your work is to do. But children will always want what they want and they don't know if something is good or bad. Yeah. Right. Even I am a old gray haired woman. <laughs> and sometimes I do things like I've been up really late the last few nights. <gasps> I mean, really, I know. Don't tell my mum. I've been up. <laughs> I have been up. Did you ever watch Nashville on telly? No. Ages ago. I love country music. So Nashville, I think, came out when I had my first born, maybe 13 years ago. Maybe this is nonsense. It feels like then. Yeah. And I said to my husband, go on, let's get back into Nashville again. And I have been um been up really late. Up You've been mid- binge watching. I have been up till midnight watching Nashville. And um I thoroughly enjoy it. I'm thoroughly enjoying it, but I'm not the better for it the next day. Yeah. You know, only because I'm winding down my client work and you know, but that's me as an adult making that decision. So knowing all the consequences, mm. knowing that I'll be like, oh, I'm really tired. Yeah. You know, but children don't have that capacity. And no. even I, I hear loads of times that um, you know, say with the teenagers. Like, I'm not a huge fan of grounding people, but just saying to them, look, we're going to stay in for a couple of nights and let's just let's just calm things down. And the the teenagers get really happy because they're like, oh, great. You know, someone has made the decision over their safeness, Mm. you know, and and, and by safety, I mean, I don't mean like they're going to go out and get beaten up. I just mean that something was really big and stressful for them. So the edge was put on it. The parent made a decision. And stuck to it. And do you think with toddlers, I'm thinking when it's your first, 
Yeah. And as parents, <laughs> you, you know what's coming. As parents, you haven't gone, okay, what, what's going to be a no? What's going to be a yes? And what's going to be this, mm. that? And a toddler has this amazing capacity to suss out the weakness in you mm. or your partner. And they soon learn that, oh, this parent's going to say no, but this parent might say yes. And then we kind of end up with these very unclear boundaries. Yeah, and I think that's okay up to a point. I mean, you know, I see, I was actually Googling this today, right? Just just out of curiosity. Mm. Because, uh, like sometimes, you know, you can go to Google and you can type in something and it finishes off the sentence. Yes. And, and I'm always really curious about, well, what are people looking at in parenting? Mm. In the parenting world, what is on parents' mind? And um, one of the things is like, how important is it to be consistent with a child? And there was floods of information that said, it is so, Im- you gotta be consistent, man. What are you doing? Mm. And I thought, but it takes years to actually become consistent because you've to work. You know, you have a kid, you think your relationship's fine. You have a kid and it just highlights all the holes in your relationship. Mm. So then you have to work through that. You have to raise this kid, maybe have another one. I don't know. You know, so I I think the consistent thing is that you're prepared to keep working through it. Okay. And also like there's no such thing as good cop, bad cop. There's just the rules. And that's it. And I think what you maybe balked at slightly is that you don't want those rules to be so rigid that it's like boarding school or whatever. Nothing wrong with boarding school. Yeah, no, no, no. But what I'm saying, (laughs) yeah, another episode. What I'm talking about is so I'm picturing the ice cream truck that sometimes appears quite late at night in our estate. And, you know, that normally the rule is you're not going to have an ice cream before bed. But, you know, if it's been a particularly hot day and everyone's chilled and then the ice cream truck calls, well, sod it, come on, we'll have an ice cream today. Yeah. But the consistency part comes, especially if we're talking about younger kids, in that, you know, tomorrow when you hear... Is it ice cream time now? <laughs> yeah, we're not going to have one every day. No, exactly. You know, that yeah. that's the, because I mean, again, I meet so many teenagers who are totally smothered by their parents. And I know you're talking about the toddler and I'm talking about the teenager. Yeah, that, that's important. Uh, just because, um, yeah, I mean, like, so the relationships you set up with a toddler is the one you have with a teenager. There's many years in between that you can refine stuff, that you can fine tune stuff, but it's yeah. just a great time to be figuring out these things. But that's great as well, because sorry to cut across you, but you're, you're actually saying what we're laying these foundations, you know, what we're saying in these foundations of our kind of parenting relationship with that child is going to come back again when we're in those teenage years. Yeah. And I mean, I don't, and I know people find the toddler years really hard and I did until I figured out the parent I wanted to be. So I don't want parents to be really overwhelmed or disheartened or upset, Mm. but it's that what you're doing actually uh, in like, I don't know, like if there was ever to be like a, a goal for us parents, it's that we're building our tolerance for the no that we're building our tolerance for our children's upset. But here's the thing. I mean, I cannot tell you the, in the last two years, I've seen, I've met so many teenagers who are self-harming, have eating disorders and are suicidal. And oh, I, I don't want to be like making just a big drama sweeping statement, but mostly it's because they've had to stuff their feelings inside and not show them. And tell so, me what you mean by that. 
like not they've not been able to lose their shit oh we're not supposed to swear Will that's you bleep, okay will you no, bleep we, that can, one out? we can we can have an f-bomb episode if you want <laughs> <laughs> but you know like they're not allowed to like just lose their mind they're not allowed to they're not allowed to disagree with their parents yeah they're not allowed think... to have a on you go. I, I don't think this sunk in for even me, who's been sat talking to you for how many weeks until a couple of weeks ago, because we're very much guilty of it This how, in, in this household. You know, somebody starts speaking up and saying, well, I don't like what you're saying to me and da, da, da. Your automatic or our automatic is don't speak to so-and-so like that. That's really oh, disrespectful. And you great, can't help it. it. It's, it's out <laughs> of your mouth. You've said it and you mean it because you're hearing you yeah. know stuff that you don't normally hear in day-to-day -day life but actually what you are saying is it's important to let them have these moments to yeah. not shut them up to not punish them for those moments and to actually let them kind of sit in that for a while and as a parent then you have to sit in it for a while and it doesn't yeah. feel nice in any way no. and then see what happens later and night you nine times out of 10 in our case anyway, you know, I'll get there. Sorry, I said that didn't mean to say it like that. Because they already know, you don't yeah. need to tell them they're being rude or disrespectful. But do you see what they're doing isn't actually being rude or disrespectful. What they're doing is displaying the appropriate emotion of a response in a time. Like yeah. anger is being angry. Yeah, anger imagine is... telling a lion, you cut that roaring out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i know yeah. you're angry but you you hush now lion we're yeah. like the only species that do it right you dampen down your feelings you be quiet yeah. now yeah and like i was on my old uh, phone today and it said that ireland has the mental worst mental health in europe i mean wow. i didn't i didn't read how this was measured or i didn't read you know mm. but i mean it must be based on something right mm. and I mean, one of my kids, and I hate, I, I'll never say specifically who, because it's a public arena. Yeah. In the Camp Parenting Club, I'll talk a lot about what I do in my house, just so people know and to make it a yeah. safe space. It's not like I'm the Oracle, you no, know, no. like we're all in this together. But one of my kids had like an, I mean, like a huge explosion yesterday that went on for about an hour, you know. And like, So while that was happening, what were you doing? I'm picturing you sat there meditating, obviously. Smoking fags, drinking whiskey. No. <laughs> wasn't expecting that answer. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Well, it was really funny because what they said is they were like, nobody effing likes you. And my husband was stood behind them doing a love heart saying, I love you. <laughs> oh, brilliant. That's but was... the time you need your partner. There have been times when yeah. I know I've looked across at my husband and we're kind of going, oh. Yeah, but I mean, so the thing is, when your child is angry, don't be selfish and make this about you. I mean, I'm not talking to you, Steph. Okay. Um, I'm just looking. <laughs> I, I am listening, though. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm looking at the camera at you. But this is what I say to all parents, like, get over yourself. This isn't about you. This is about them exploding with anger. And, and again, I mean, this is how on the ball I am as a therapist. I was reading a study this week. And the study said something like, and I've known this for many years, that your actions and your thinking come about three to five seconds behind, like after 
your unconscious mind has decided what's gone on. So in fact, I one thing that I absolutely flipping love is when my kids go into that really unconscious space and they just start talking what seems like nonsense, but there's real meaning in it. You really, really find out about their inner darkest unconscious fears that they cannot tell you about. That last night, what did I hear? Nobody likes me. I have to sit by myself. And this logistically isn't true, but there's a part of that child who feels that. I think, great, you get it out. You get out that part of you. And what did I do? Back to your question. Well, uh, so this child would be known as an escape artiste. So to mm -hmm. make sure that they didn't escape. Yes. Lock all the doors. <laughs> you know, lock, I mean, yeah, literally, yeah. literally okay. lock all the doors. And I made that child stay in a room with me, even though the child didn't want to. Mm-hmm was very verbal about this I don't want to and I was really firm in a nice way and okay. I said you have to sit there and I am going to sit here until this ends and um and, and you're not talking room... you're not talking other than mm. that instruction you're just absorbing yeah and the room got roasting because of oh. the heat as well so I was like Jesus Christ um <laughs> please open the door yeah that was like a little sort of segue for me I was like God, I hope don't pass out this child could kill me um and then every now and again when the kid went to smash something or break something or you know chuck something across the room or whatever I'd try my best to take it out of their hand and do something and da 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 and then I know with my children what their tipping point is, right? I know that when this child says, I don't know, that's my in. I can go in. And this is me after years of trying to figure out what is our relationship when you are being angry, when you've heard a no, because it was this started with a no. Okay. And I know <laughs> there that, are parents and toddlers going, Jesus Christ, what's yeah. ahead of us? <laughs> yeah, but this is it, right? Yeah. And and then I know that this child sat with their back to me and got everything out. I mean, everything out. And then we sat and cuddled and then we mm. read a book. You know? Okay. And that was it. But you see, the most important thing, if there's a no and there's a massive reaction to the no, you've got to kind of hold the space. And mm. that's... I won't go into that too much here because um, I don't want to do a disservice to the people in the camp parenting club, to be honest, as well. Yeah, you that's know, fair because... enough. But I'm thinking I'm thinking of an incident that I had in a crash um, last week where I had told a child no, and it, it was a very reasonable no. He wanted to take one of my lovely costumes home, but obviously no. I needed one of my lovely costumes to go on to the next class, so it was a no, and he he lost his marbles and yeah. he had to be taken out of the room not forcefully or horribly but that the teacher had yeah. to sit with him till he was over that big verbal messy crying shouting don't do I, you know all yeah. of that and i'm wondering how much that child hears no at home yeah and maybe it's just that in that moment also they really yeah. wanted that thing so so the important thing is after the no it's to have that real connection time don't go into a like well I've just wasted an hour of my time do you see what you've done because the thing with no and anger is is that there is broken stuff well yeah and you don't want to sit there trying to explain it either because that's that means nothing you know well the reason yeah. I can't give you the costume is because I have to go off to my next class dad I could do a tiny yeah. piece of that but the yeah. rest of it isn't going in he's heard yeah. no that's it yeah once is enough that's that that's yeah. fine and then I think 
you know that the after like it, it is messy anger is messy stuff mm. might get broken someone might get kicked bitten punched whatever and afterwards is not the time to go through all that afterwards is the time to go oh that was so exhausting for you wasn't it because most kids come out of a a huge meltdown really tired you know that's the time to connect that's the time to make things safe if you'd like to become a calmer parent and are looking for answers to help your child, then join my online parenting community, the Cam Parenting Club, and get the answers that you're looking for to be the parent and person that you'd like to be. Go to my website, bethanoreardon.com, and I'll see you inside soon. I have a little voice in my head. Yeah. I'm, I'm picturing old school parenting going, but where have they learnt? Where have they learnt that they've not been told that they've been disrespectful and that you know we we don't need to hear that all the time? Where have they learnt not to behave like that? Yeah, but they'll feel bad. Yeah, and children know. Children know what's right and wrong. So, do you think it's our capacity, as 100%. in, yeah, it's our capacity? It's the fact that we we're, we're uncomfortable and we don't want to sit in it. Yeah, 100%. And I think as well, then people, I see kids, and don't get me wrong, right? There's always time for distraction as well. You know, with toddlers. Oh, especially I little remember, ones, yeah. Like I'd be driving along and there would be like a meltdown about something. And I'd go like, oh, there's a cow out the window. And everyone's like, moo, you know what I yeah. mean? But I see this a lot with, say, even slightly older children that they're about to, ha- they're about to, I don't know, like the penny's about to drop for the no. Mm. And then the parent comes in and distracts them with something. But it's really important that children don't go so close to it and then get distracted from it. They have to feel feelings. And the thing is, those feelings, like let's just pick anger. Anger will be safe if you are there with them. That is the co-regulation piece. It's not that they don't have big emotions, that they're feeling this and you are there to witness it. And a lot of the work we do in the Camp Parenting Club, and this is what the play therapist talks about a lot, is how do you as the parent prepare yourself to carry your child's emotions? Because if you're feeling mentally exhausted after they've had a meltdown, then you're on your way to doing the right stuff because you've carried it for them. That's why it's tiring. What do you think about, and we've briefly touched upon this, and I've seen this a a fair bit recently. So the toddler's hearing no, they're in the midst of the, and they hit you. Yeah. And they go to hit you again. Well, you just need to be faster. (laughs) So so you you are taking their hands saying, we can't hit. Well, I mean, you can if you want. But I I, hit the pillow rather than my face. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I see loads of guff on social media that's like, you know, tell your child to use their gentle hands. But the reality is, is that when you are in the angry part of your brain, you will only act angry. So what what do we do as a parent then if, if that if that child is hitting? I mean, there's loads you can do. So you can try and you can try and hold their hands gently. You can try and move out the way you can try. And when they lift up their hands, try and get their hand and give give it a bit of a kiss give a bit of a tickle and tickle uh, okay try you know try and redirect that brain pattern but we're not saying it's bad to hit well yeah because you're not supposed to hit someone are you but the reality is is that many kids parents i don't know many people do when they're Mm. angry 
you know, so you can say like, oh, I mean, <laughs> I see it all the time. People, children have come to me and they've said, you know, I've been told to hit a pillow. I'm like, how did that go for you? And they're like, well, it's not what I want to hit, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I know exactly. So I think you just have to be very, um, you just have to be clever about it as the parent and don't get caught by the red herring about concentrating on the behavior. Yeah. So, you know, just catch the hands and just say, look, ang anger is a big thing. This is what people do when they're angry. And then you see the time to talk about stuff is when you're feeling connected. So when you're reading a book or when you're feeling good together, say, hey, you know, when you're angry, like, you know, try, try not to punch someone. Mm. Try not to hit. But even, even with a younger kid, like three yeah I don't know I mean I think this stuff you see there isn't really rules to it yeah I mean there's many a guidebook there's many a parenting book mm. but the reality is is that a three-year-old is totally living in the moment and if they're angry then they will want to display that anger and your job as a parent is to figure out how to make that safe for them whether it's that you hug them so they can't move their arms without squeezing them you know whether it's, it's hard you... isn't it when you're reinforcing boundaries that in fact you could just give in to mm. I think that becomes really difficult I remember telling um one of my relatives when he had a little one it's like it's I just find it really hard to consistently say no and I said imagine imagine they'd picked up a bottle of bleach imagine they were saying can I drink this can I drink this you would mm. never say yes as yeah. in this particular thing this child wasn't allowed to do I said, you, you'd never give in. You would never give in because that's going to be horrendous. The, you know. Yeah, the stakes are too high. Yeah. So pretend it's that. Yeah, but also I say to people, the stakes are high. This is your child's mental health. This is the foundation of your child's mental health. Yeah. This isn't the tablet or the sweet or the biscuit or the ice cream. This is the foundation of your child's mental health. And is there anything greater than that? And oh, most wow. parents say... That's huge, Bethan. Bethan, yeah, that's but, huge. Uh, well, I didn't make it up. You sort of made that sound <laughs> like it was my problem then. I'm sorry to the world listening. I'm so sorry. But yeah, but this, but this is the reality. You know, which is why parents your self-care is so important so you can tolerate this now there are a few things you can do in the know you can really show your kids that you get that that is rubbish for them mm. you know can I watch my program at nine at night nope and I know that's rubbish but you've school tomorrow and you have to get to bed and that's that you know don't forget but we can have job. a story yeah. yeah I don't want a story yeah. Well, no. I'm sorry. See you tomorrow. Bye. No. <laughs> okay. Where's Where's my wine and five? No. <laughs> yeah, but that's it, right? I mean, because you've got time to like this is a relationship we're talking about. You get to see that. Yeah, that's rubbish. It's rubbish that I can't stay up till two in the morning watching Nashville. You know, because I want to, and 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 that that's where the power of parenting can really come in because if you can get if you can show that you get what your kid's going through and you don't have to believe it you know you don't have people say but why are they having a meltdown because I ripped the muffin in half when they wanted it whole I say well it's not about the muffin it's that you get that they're sad that you're validating that they're sad mm. you know that's the piece because I meet many teenagers and parents say to me 
do you think they're like this to um punish me and I no. say um, no but take that to a therapist right there you mm. know but this but this is what happens a lot of the time when parents say no to a toddler the parent feels really disappointed or they feel yeah. disgusted with the child or they feel angry with the child or, or they, they just resentful. can't cope with the upset they feel yeah. responsible for upsetting the child but that's not what that is no but also that's like really selfish in some ways yeah, but right? that's, I'm telling you now, that's what a lot of parents, oh, I hate to see her cry. I know, and I know, and I hear this all the time. Mm. And this is where the parent needs support themselves because they need you to lead. Yeah. You know, imagine when they're and older. And so the tricky bit in all of this comes from, we're the generation that has come from punishment at school, where mm. we were absolutely ruled by fear, even when corporal punishment was kind of ruled out, we still had that kind of hangover fear of be our parents or the school being hit. And that's yeah. how we were ruled by fear. Yeah. And now we're being kinder, but we don't know how to be kinder because it yeah. didn't happen to us. Yeah. And I think as well, I mean, as you talk about the generational bit, there is I think there is still the eyes of the other generation. Oh, yeah. You know, watching. And there's people who are in certain positions in the community who would have been the perpetrators, mm -hmm. you know, who are now retired. Yeah. School teachers, principals, all these people are still milling around. Yeah. And they're very visible in their positions they've got themselves into. And very judgmental. Mm. but even so people think, go on you think I, I, sorry I think we're up against it and I remember yeah. talking to one of these people once who was a principal and by all accounts did terrible things to children mm. and is now in a position of authority within a local voluntary group and I was speaking to this person once about mental health and children and and they poo-pooed everything I was saying so wow. I think this stuff is, and I was like, well, okay. And I think this stuff is really hard then to be consistent with because there's all these other influences coming in, Yeah, you know? So it's okay just to be like, oh, whatever, I can't do this today. Yes, you can watch telly. Or, you know, sometimes in my house, we have a backwards dinner. So we have pudding first. <laughs> if like I've made a cake and the cake is ready, I'm like, well, we'll have cake now and we'll have the other dinner later. Yeah. You know, we can have flexibility within us as well. If you haven't got the energy for that thing that day, that's okay. Yes, that but okay. It's, it's the kind of 80% of the time that it needs to be consistent. Yeah. And that's really, really hard. And yeah. it's hard to not take it personally. And it's hard that it doesn't become a thing between you and your child or that child's the defiant one. That's the anxious one. That's the angry one. That's the I hear this all the mm. time. And I say the minute you start pathologizing a child, that is the thing that you need to work at in yourself first. So it's always that way. Yes. And I guess bearing in mind that especially in the toddler year, so just keep talking about the toddlers, all behaviors communication. So if mm. they are constantly screaming at you, some something's not sitting well yeah. in whatever's happening day to day. Yeah. They're trying to say to you, I'm really unhappy and we need to sort this out. Yeah. And I do think they're very capable of pushing parents to the point that they need to sort it out. Yeah, 100%. But remember, it's the parent who needs to sort it yes. out, not the child. Yeah. You know, I see so many times of 
oh, my child's in therapy for anxiety, my child's going to an OT, my kid's doing this, my kid's doing that. And I say, whoa, that's huge responsibility for a kid to be the change. Because yeah. is that also in some way with some families I've met, is that reinforcing the message of their behavior? Is it? Mm, yeah. You know, like, remember, if you cannot do the thing you want your kid to do, then don't expect your kid to do it. Like if you if you want your kids to be really like breezy about the nose 80% of the time, well, you also have to be breezy about them 80% of the time. You know, yeah. It, yeah. It, it doesn't work the other way around. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Gosh, I think you've given us all a lot to think about there. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this is our last episode before is, the summer, yes. isn't it? Yes. So, um, you know, that's a, a mic drop moment for the summer. Well, but I think I think we all need we all need a bit of a break. <laughs> yeah, you you and your three kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh God, at least I knew my own name this week. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we are going to take a little bit of a break. We've got holidays coming up. We've got all oh, well all the summer things coming up. We're going to do kind of a, a one more one off summer special at some yeah. point it'll be a surprise it'll just suddenly appear yeah and we'll be back prop proper we'll be back proper in uh, september and if you have any topics you want us to cover it'd be great to get your email themummind at gmail.com and we can help out as much as we can meanwhile join the calm parenting club mm. do because I, I you know these words of wisdom I enjoy hearing them every week like this, but you know, you and the play therapist and all the other mums share so much in the yeah. Calm Parenting Club. It's invaluable for such a small amount of money. Like, mm. you know, generally if you go and see a play therapist, it's 75 quid for one session. Whereas yeah. here you have access, is it 35 for the yeah. month? Yeah. And that's and I... unlimited access. Like, like you can dip into all the resources and the chat yeah. and everything. And it's not on social media. I think you should tell people that more. Oh, right, we, yeah, we're on our own on... app. Yeah, it's nothing to do with social media because like, I'll be winding down from social media from now on, really. Yeah. Um, Because I just need a mental break. So it's all on an app. You can just ask me or the other parents a question whenever you want to. Yeah. And everyone's all going through the same stuff. You know, that's yeah. the thing to say. You won't be the worst that people have a fear of what if my family situation is the worst I'm like well it's not because everyone's in it together yeah you know yeah fantastic so if we don't speak to you have are you going to say something more words of wisdom were they uh, coming remember, no no nope, they're gone no nope, they've the gone again we'll gone. have to wait till September for those <laughs> that was your cliffhanger <laughs> <laughs> okay see you next time everyone bye Kinderama is a multi-activity program for younger kids we love to try a bit of everything. Dance, drama, music, yoga, gymnastics, sports and mindfulness all delivered in imaginative classes with original songs, stories, costumes, props and puppets. Kinderama is available in school, in creche or online. Check out kinderama.com for more info.